There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. This is Gentry Estes, sports columnist at the Tennessean, and I'm joined by... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean, still here. Still here. Still still talking Titans for the season, and we are back from uh, our trip to New England. Eric, you get any sleep yet? I, I did, but I, I still feel a gentry. We had we had a 5.40 a.m. flight that connected in Chicago and then finally got back to Nashville after a late game. So that of of the trips I've been on, I think that was the worst commute since I joined the beat uh, t- uh, last season. It was it was rough, dude. People who have never been to Gillette Stadium, it is not easy to get to that place. It felt, as you're going in, it felt very much like a college game to me and that you're going to a town out in the middle of nowhere. There's like one way in, For traffic. Sure. Right. And we were 2 a.m. getting out of Gillette Stadium that night was, and then all the way back to Providence. It was. It was a tough trip, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, still feeling it as well. as Next, we this, this upcoming week should be better from that standpoint, at least. Yeah, I never let me mention what happened on Friday when when I tried to fly in and we had a flight canceled and oh yeah, I had like a fifteen hour travel day going up after uh, not a, not a great commuting experience for for anyone really as as far as I know. So the point being, this trip was a lot more challenging for us than it was the Titans. <laughs> It was a challenge for the Titans, too, so that, I think that's saying something. Yeah, they got it done. They got it done. I mean, it was a uh, to the delight of pretty much the entire NFL. The yeah. Titans knocked out the Patriots and saved us from the fourth consecutive Patriots Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Huge win. We all picked the Titans last week, so I can't say I was really shocked by this. I know a lot of people called it a big upset and this and that. I, I felt going into the game that the Titans were playing better than the Patriots. Yeah. I, I mean, to be, to be frank, I, I'm surprised we didn't doom them with, with all of us picking the Titans to win. I think I thought that alone was going to That's you know, true. give them some, some bad vibes. Um, you know, I, I think, I, I, I mean, I agree. I think we all thought the Titans certainly had more momentum going in that the Patriots were coming in off that loss to the Dolphins. And the Titans really... You know they, they've just really been one of the hottest teams in the NFL since since Tannehill took over in Week Seven, and I think you know my biggest takeaway from that Gentry is um, you know we saw in Week Sixteen when Derrick Henry didn't play that the Titans hung with the Saints really just with with what Ryan Tannehill was doing you know they they ran okay but you know you didn't have your bell cow and Derrick Henry in that game so in that game we saw the pass game sort of carrying the offense this to uh, you know this this past weekend. We saw the run completely carry the offense, and, and the biggest thing was that the Patriots certainly knew that Derrick Henry was getting the ball, and there was just nothing they could do to stop stop him. It had to have been an utterly helpless feeling for them. Uh, By the end of the game, you're seeing nine, ten guys in the box. They're bringing people up to the still, line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know, couldn't stop him. off seven, eight yards of carry. He had 34 carries, 182 yards, you know, might might be the hottest single player in the NFL right now. I, I would think certainly think so. Uh, and with him, you know, I, I think him alone gives them a shot against anybody uh, in the NFL. And and you know, you, you certainly need to get more from from the pass game. And, and Mike Vrabel sort of addressed that on Monday, or excuse me, on Sunday, in his day after press conference, when when asked, you know, how much of the pass game struggles was. You know, the Titans kind of knowing that that was the Patriots' strength on defense, and then just you know, not sort of going there just to, to avoid it completely and how much of it was you know the Titans just struggling and, and Vrabel said a little bit of both you know so I think it was game plan not to have Tannehill throw 30 passes against a really good pass defense 
but it's got to be it's got to be way better than it was. You know, you can't have two two catches from your wide receivers. That stat was was pretty incredible, um, and and yet they still got the win. That that was. We'll we'll get here quickly to the uh, the big game this week against the Ravens, and I think going into that, that's a concern. But how many times this season, Eric, have we talked about? We've been sitting in a press box going, "Just give it to Henry." Right. It always seems so simple to me, and all season just give them the ball they can't stop it and they did that yep they absolutely did that this time 34 times i think he got eight yards and 10 yards on his first two carries mm-hmm. of the game right and usually he starts slowly and the, the pattern is he, he kind of progressively gets better each quarter mm-hmm. he started off hot against the patriots and you're thinking i might have thought immediately was mm, okay it's right. gonna be a long it, it, night it's gonna be like this you know, <laughs> in the first quarter what's it gonna be like in the fourth quarter and you know, he was he was running like that as we expected late. You know, I was I was sort of typing frantically at the end, and Henry uh, had an eleven yard carry to to help seal it on the, on that final drive, and I I just totally missed. It. I assumed they were still on first down, but Henry had gotten them another one. He, you know, he's just if he's running like that early, you know, it's going to be a long day, and you know, we'll see what the Ravens draw up to try and stop it. But you know, the the Patriots threw the house at Henry and and could do nothing to slow him down. At this moment, he looks like. I mean, you you could make a case for a Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey, a, a guy who catches a lot of balls out of right. the backfield. But right now, in terms of just hand him the ball and let him run it, I, I don't know if there's a better back in the NFL right now. And it, you know, I hate to say I told you so, but yeah. I mean, really, we've been saying this all season, and and I think this goes back a few years now for the Titans. It's like you never used this guy the way everyone seemed to want him to be used, and that right. was always the big gripe. And, and and rightfully so, he's proving every that correct every week when he goes up there and does this. You know, thirty four carries is a lot. Yep. Um, there is a concern there, but if you look back at what he was able to do the year he won the Heisman Trophy at Alabama, he carried it like forty something times against Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he it was pretty extreme for what he and and I know difference college and pros, but these these are good LSU Auburn. These are good sure. SEC teams. This <laughs> physical football, so I. I I think he'll be fine. The more concerning aspect to me as the Titans go into this week is Tannehill was not as sharp, and I understand you're playing the Patriots. And not to say he was awful. He wasn't. He had a couple of – the, yeah, the touch important throws. Yes, the know. touchdown was on third down, and that throw to Ferkser, both throws were to Ferkser, and the second one was on third and long, a huge play in the game to it run really clock late. sealed it pretty much, or helped seal it. So he had two really big plays and big moments. Mm-hmm. But – the receivers did didn't do very much at all, and AJ Brown in particular was shut down by Gilmore. I think Gilmore got in his head a little bit. I guess it was the third play of the game. They're you know they're pushing and shoving afterwards, and Gilmore's a veteran. AJ's not right, and I think in a game like that, it showed up. Yeah, that like that didn't shock me, especially after what we saw, um, you know, in Week 16 with AJ Brown against Marshawn Lattimore. Similar situation there. It was just a question of if Tannehill was going to be able to do what he did in that game and, and find other guys. Uh, and he, he really didn't, but um, you know. I think, as you said, it was kind of a preference. I mean, they're just giving yeah, the ball exactly. to Henry. I, I, I do think there was some game plan there. They, they had one thing working really well. Why go away from it? Yeah, I, I, and, and granted, the Patriots, the Patriots defense as a whole was very good, but they were better against the pass and the run. Yeah. And you knew that going into the game. And 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 look, if you got a back and run for 182 yards against one of the best defenses mm-hmm. in the NFL, you you do it. Um, but I think. That isn't – you can't rely on that. You're going to have to do more with the passing game, I think, as you go here because now you're playing an offense that's going to put up more points than the Patriots did. I think really 
Derrick Henry was reason number one they win that game in New England, but the defense was reason number two. And and there were so God, there were like three or four possessions in the second half where the Titans don't do much. They punt it back. The Patriots get the ball, and you're like, here it is. Here's where Tom Brady is. Tom Brady. There He's going to make that play, and he just didn't. Two possessions in the after uh, the interception in particular. Yeah, that that's when you thought the momentum was shifting. Gillette was really loud, and I think they had a total of like two full possessions in the fourth quarter. You know, minus minus the possession late, and they just they just did nothing with it. That's when Brady is Brady, and he wasn't Brady on this occasion. The question now, of course, Gentry is: Can they do it against the Ravens? Who I'm looking at their stats right now. That's right. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yards per game, second offensively. Yards allowed per game, fourth. Rushing yards allowed per game, ninety three point four, fifth in the NFL. Rushing yards that that they have per per game is two oh six, which is far and away the, the best in the NFL. Best time of possession, most points per game, most first downs. Well, you know your quarterback's going for about a hundred rushing yards. Just go ahead and mark that down. Yeah, it's. I think. That, I mean, obviously that that's a a big element to this game. But I, I think really where that comes into play is can the Titans sort of hold the edge against Lamar Jackson, and then that. To me, is a real concern. The, the two aspects to this, uh, from what you what you might read into the last game, going into the next one, were, did the Titans passing offense have they plateaued? Is it is it going back downhill a little bit, or was that just the Patriots and the way the game developed? Has the defense improved? Did the defense do more with a Dory Jackson out there, maybe getting a little healthier in some key spots, or was it because the Patriots offense was struggling so much? I think in both cases, the Patriots had a lot to do with both of those two things, yep. and. I think the Titans did what they needed to do to win the game by, by giving the ball to Henry so many times. This is going to be an entirely different game. I think that they're going to need to score more points. They're going to need to be a lot more explosive offensively. And, and it's the Patriots' defense was good, but the Ravens' defense is awfully good too. And, and we'll get to our picks at the end right. for everybody who's who's been listening to our uh, NFL picks against the spread. We're going to do those for the divisional round uh, here at the end. We'll, we'll pick the Titans last. But just as a little bit of a foreshadowing from from mine, this is this is a tough deal here, and and it's you're going against a team that's essentially their key players have had two weeks off, Huge, and, yeah. and and you're going off a very physical, very emotional kind of scenario with the Patriots. It, it will, it, I think the the Titans are pros, man. They're going to play hard. They're going to do. They're going to show up, mm-hmm. but this this is tough. Yeah, I, I don't think you could sort of overstate you know how big a factor that is. Just the fact that the Ravens are just plenty rested, and the Titans are coming off a really physical, grinded-out game you know, in New England. Just two teams coming from two very different spots. Uh, you know, I, I certainly agree. I think it's going to be really tough. I, I think if either Titans, I think last week, proved that you could win as, you know, uh, if, if a team takes away one dimension of your offense. I think against the Ravens, everything has to be working. You know, there's, there's just no wiggle room for— And they probably need to help you. Yeah, and they're going to have to get some turnovers. They're going to have to take advantage of those turnovers. Uh, Everything's going to kind of have to come up Titans. And, uh, you know, I I think this team has sort of had a way of creating its own luck. You know, we we saw that early when Tannehill took over between the Chargers game, between the Bucs game. You know, special teams has been good. The Titans have, with Tannehill, have have had a knack for finding a way to win the close games. The the key, I think, is just keeping it close against a team that – you know, in a lot of these games, just runs away with it, and that's that's a real that's a concern for anyone against the Ravens. But the Titans are especially that kind of team where if they fall behind fourteen nothing, twenty one nothing, the Ravens just jump all over them. 
Now you're in a scenario where you become one-dimensional against a very good defense. You take Henry out of the game in a lot of ways. That, that absolutely can't happen. If that happens, it's it's over. You know, the, he's, he's your best player. He's arguably the hottest player in the NFL right now. And, and you know, I think if you are the Titans, if you fall down, you know, maybe two scores and it's still early, I think you got to stick with him, which the Titans, to their credit, have been good about of late, you know, the second half of the season. It's it's just you know if you fall down three scores and and you really are in passing situations you, you can't have that happen. No, you you're fighting uphill against a rested team. You can yeah right without no your best weapon you know utilizing him. So to to keep it close is is going to be huge. I think you you even need to say the Titans need to be ahead at halftime. Okay, I, I I think to have any chance to win they need to have the game develop as they want. I you know a lot's going to come down to as you mentioned Lamar Jackson and I. I I covered Lamar at Louisville. Right. I, I worked for the Courier Journal in Louisville before coming to Tennessee in here a few months ago, and saw his whole career there. I, I, I knew what he was capable of, even when a lot of NFL teams didn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and um, you know what he's done this year. It's been impressive, but it hasn't really shocked me that much. Yeah, I've, I, some, he has that kind of ability. Uh-huh. He does. But I'll say this: he his sophomore year when he won the Heisman Trophy, he was. Louisville was in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. They lo- they beat Florida State by like 50 points or something early in the year. So from that point on, they were ranked three, four, five in the country for a while. Uh, they got in. They they lost a shootout with Deshaun Watson at Clemson. That was one of the best games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then they're sitting there with one loss, still very much in the playoff hunt. And they went to Houston for a Thursday night game with Ed Oliver, and Lamar didn't play very well. The offense got shut down. Uh, there were some games late in the year that I felt like when the pressure went up, he tried to do a little too much and tried to do more himself as opposed to maybe trusting some other guys on the offense. And uh, that caused him, there were more fumbles because of that. There were more forced throws that were picked off because of that. Just, just mistakes that really hurt them in the course of the game. Different in the NFL, but it's going to be interesting to see as good a season as Lamar has had. He's still only in his second year in the pros. He wasn't even a full-time starter last year. Mm -hmm. He did play in the playoffs, and he played pretty well. A different Ravens team, certainly, than what what the Titans are going to see. But there's a huge difference in a lot of – you can't compare Tom Brady to Lamar Jackson for the standpoint of everything Lamar can do, but you also can't compare the two from the standpoint of everything Brady's been through. Lamar, this is a different kind of pressure than what he's seen, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Titans – how uncomfortable the Titans can make him in a lot of ways. If he scrambles and fumbles the ball and Ty Smith's able to rip it out. Yeah, which he's good at. Um, they're on the third play of the game. Lamar could be different from the entire rest of the game if yeah, you do that. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that'll be huge to, to rattle you know, their best player, and, and you can attest to it better than I can. But uh, you know, I, I think that gives you a shot. I think if, if you're able to keep him uneasy, you've got a shot. Otherwise, you know, we've seen what, we've done, what, what he's done all year. And you know, I, I think as we made picks, predictions throughout the season, Maybe it took us a little while to, to really become firm believers in, in everything that the Ravens were, but just the way they finished, they finished this, I think it was 12 straight wins. Um, I might be wrong. I, I think it's 12 straight. And they embarrassed some people. And they beat some good teams. There was a game against the Rams, I think, that was just... Yeah, and, and a lot of those games were important games for them. I, I think Lamar, to this point, has passed every test in the NFL. We'll see if, if anything that happens uh, early in the game or even late, you know, rattles him. We will see he's still young. With all that being said, Gentry, you alluded to it earlier, you're, you're, uh, you're very much on the Ravens' side of things as, as far as predictions go this week. 
Yeah, I guess let's let's go ahead and yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and pick the uh, division. Yeah, they beat the Rams forty-five to six. That was the game I was thinking of. And yeah, they've had a few close ones since then, I guess. But uh, no, good team, mm-hmm. good team. All right, so for the divisional picks, I, I will go ahead and brag on myself just a little bit here and say that I have clinched our season title, which means you and Tommy will owe me uh, some pizza, I guess, or we do, or whatever yeah. sushi or whatever it is. I, I it, it's true. I mean, it is we. We discussed pizza, but that was before you had arrived. I think it's it's only fair if, if the winner gets to select the meal. And the Tommy we're talking about here is our sports director, Tommy Dees, who did not join us for today's edition of Talking Titans. He finished – well, I say finished. There's seven games left to go. We'll pick the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But um, he was 118, 136, and 2 to come in last of our three-person competition. Eric, you are a perfect 500. I'll take it. One thirty, one thirty, and two. So this this last little stretch is you know you'd like to finish in the money. You're right. I, there's a lot on the line here. And I'm at one twenty one, one oh five, and one. I did join it a little late this season, so that's on percentage points. Right. And um, you you have it. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna take being sixteen games up, picking NFL games mm-hmm. over the course of a season. That's pretty good, man. Did I overhear you saying that if if you go something like seven and or zero oh and seven, and I go seven and zero, oh, I, I would actually win i would still win but it would be close it would be like i was gonna say I'm it would be to within back. within percentage points okay that's what i looked at to make sure i could say that i'd clinched yeah i think if that happens i think i'd be like 51.7 and you'd be like 51.4 because otherwise i would just go back through these games and just look at who you picked and just well, well exactly so i guess i clinched us off the fact that we did, did agree on at least one of them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> All right, so let's let's go to Saturday's uh, other game besides the Titans, the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who I was pretty shocked by yesterday. Actually, yeah, I think we all were. They go to San Francisco. The Forty ers are six and a half point favorites. Eric, you agreed with Tommy on this one, which might be ill advised, but I did. I, I mean, I was surprised that the the Vikings did what they did to the Saints. I think you know they're certainly capable of keeping it close, but I thought all year that the Forty ers well, that's not true. I maybe I I probably would have picked the Saints honestly to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC before the I would have started. Too. I would have. The 49ers probably would have been my second choice. I you know, I, I think they are uh, that good. I think that defense at home, I think uh, they could win by a touchdown, and I think they will. The six and a half is what got me. I went with the Vikings, but I'm not saying I think they're going to win the game. I just think it'll be closer than six points. I, I think uh, the Vikings were impressive. I mean, you go to New Orleans and get a win. Nobody saw that coming. Right. And – I think that showed the value more than anything of, of when you can rest guys late in the year. They didn't play Dalvin Cook for a couple of weeks, and he goes off against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is that guy that you you just doubt all the time, but when, every once in a while he'll show up and, and have a big game and a big moment. I think the 49ers' defense is awfully good, and I think they're going to be tough to, to deal with here. This, this is a throwback playoff game right here. I can remember when the Vikings and 49ers – there's that old clip of Steve Young running through about 45 yards where he yeah, falls down and mm-hmm. falls in the end. I mean, they, they were some classic Vikings 49ers games back in the Montana days. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know what? I've liked the Vikings all year. I really have. They've just been inconsistent, especially on the road. I would right. at, at home, they've been a really strong team all year. I would have bet a fortune on the Saints just beating them badly. Yeah, me too. That was – I don't know how that happened. Yep. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I – 
I might take the 49ers to still win the game, but I'd take six and a half with the Vikings here. That's fair. Uh, Sunday's games, we'll go back to the Titans here to close, but Sunday's games, the uh, the Houston Texans barely get by Buffalo, so now their reward is to go to Kansas City where they are nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Chiefs. Once again, Eric, you agreed with Tommy, and I was the dissenting opinion. Right. I, I might, might be sort of contradicting myself because I, I just think nine-and-a-half is a lot based off what we saw, especially last weekend. You know, all these games were, were close. They were one-score games, I yeah. think. I think the one game that was eight points was Seahawks and Eagles. That was 17 to nine. Everything was, everything else was, you know, six points or fewer. All of these games are close at this time of the year. And, and we saw it with the Vikings and Saints. I, I think both of us would have bet the, bet the house that the, at the very least the Saints would win outright and they, they didn't do that. So I, I really don't think you could write off any of these teams uh, at this time of the year. So I think nine and a half is a lot for anyone. And, and uh, especially with Deshaun Watson, we saw, you know, the Texans struggle early against the Bills. I think they're able to, you know, keep it close against the Chiefs. I don't think they win the game. I just think nine and a half is is a, a really big number in a playoff game. This is the Mitch Trubisky bowl to me because it matches the two quarterbacks the Bears did not take when they took Mitch Trubisky <laughs> number two. Yeah, and I think the only reason I would give the Texans a chance at all in this game is Deshaun Watson. And that's, yeah. the only, that's the only reason they beat Buffalo. They were they were getting outplayed pretty badly in that game, and he started. Him and, and and Hopkins woke up and started making plays and allowed him to, to get in overtime and win the game. I think the Texans are lucky to even be in this game. I think the Chiefs, as unreliable as they have proven to be in the playoffs time and again, I think they're done messing around right now. Sure. And I think they're the Texans are vulnerable to a whooping here. I think this is – and yes, we've seen some close games, but this – in each playoffs, you're going to see a game where it gets away from somebody, and I think in Arrowhead against a Chiefs team that'll be rested and ready to go, and and yeah, I could see it. Truly prepared to play a Texans team that just just didn't. They got by, but they they're still not quite as good enough to go do this. I don't think so. I like the Chiefs big here. Seahawks at Packers. Uh, the Packers are three and a half point favorites at home in this game. Eric, actually, you and I agreed on this one. We both like the Packers. This was the one that sealed it for you, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the Seahawks are too banged up. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I th- and I think, I mean, the Packers at Lambeau this time of the year, Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little cooler than it is in Seattle. Um, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think they win, and I think they win by more than three and a half. The Seahawks were, were running. I know, I know Marshawn Lynch, who they signed off – who was doing tequila shots about the time we were in Oakland about <laughs> yeah. a month ago. I mean, really like he's out he's there to an NFL roster. Yeah. And, and so he's out there some suddenly running the ball for them. And look, I love Russell Wilson. He, he the guy can make plays in, in big moments, but the Packers have been underrated all year. And certainly in our picks, I've, I've gained a lot of ground after leaning, I've leaning towards the Packers all year against you guys, because with old Matt LaFleur, they're thir- 13 and three this year. I think that's a little bit of a compliment to Mike Vrabel, by the way. Nobody mentions that. Yeah, listen, he, he the guys he vetted for that position, um, you know, two of them right now, Lafleur and, and Arthur Smith. A lot of a lot of good things could be said about both those guys. I mean, I wouldn't call Lafleur a Vrabel guy, but right, but he clearly learned something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, he learned a lot, and uh, you know, uh, the Packers are better for it. So yeah, I, th- I think. I just don't think the Seahawks. I, I think they caught an Eagles team that was even more banged up than they were, but that won't happen against the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers plays well in this game. And yeah, I, I, I agree. It'd be interesting to see the Packers and Vikings in an NFC Championship game. You think that wouldn't be that, that would be pr- really, pretty heated? 
it would be bold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so well, the Packers were my my lock of the week. Tommy's lock of the week. He likes the 49ers minus the uh, six and a half against the Vikings. And now we're going to talk about the game that Eric you had as your lock of the week. Yep, Titans at Ravens. Ravens at this moment eight and a half. I should mention we're doing this on Monday. The lines are probably going to change. So whenever you listen to this, the lines could be a little different than the ones I'm quoting here. Uh, we get our lines from Bet MGM. And so go check that out there. And as we sit right now, the Ravens are eight and a half point favorites over the Titans. I've seen it larger than that. I've seen I, it as I much as ten. I saw it at ten, and and so immediately when I saw that, I was I, I thought to myself, you know, this week the games are going to be tough. I think my lock of the week is going to be that, just because I think the Titans are going to keep it within ten. They've kept it close every game since since Tannehill has taken over, and I think that's going to be the case. Eight and a half gave me some pause, but I I do think. You know, I, I, I don't think the Ravens run away with it. For everything we kind of talked about earlier, I think the Titans are able to keep it close. Maybe they lose by a touchdown, but that's not eight and a half. I, you know, I think they're capable of winning this game outright if, if things break their way. So I, I think eight and a half, uh, if you're going to give me that, I'll take it. Well, Tommy went with the Ravens, as did I. Now, I, I beat the drum about as hard as anybody last week for the Titans against the Patriots. I really, truly believe that was going to happen. Right. I wrote that before we left Houston. Mm-hmm. Not seeing it here, and I'm not seeing it here more because I, I a big line doesn't scare me as much in a scenario where the favorite is rested and the other team is not. Because what happens is those games get away late, and I okay. think I think that's what happens here. I think the Titans hang in there; uh, they'll show up, they'll play hard, they'll play well. I at halftime, and then it kind of gets out of hand very quickly late. And I also think. Look, the Titans aren't going to be catching the Ravens Ravens napping here. If you go into Gillette Stadium and beat the Patriots, I don't care how bad their offense is playing. You go beat that team, a 12-win Patriots team there, on a foggy, nasty, rainy night. lightly, that team lightly, yeah. Yeah, so the Titans have earned where they're at, and they've earned the respect of the Ravens, and I think the Ravens are going to play accordingly and, and realize the challenge that the Titans present here. I think the Titans do some good things early. They may actually lead at halftime, but I think the Ravens get away from them late. So eight and a half didn't scare me as much here. We'll see. We will see. We will see. All right, well, that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. We'd love five stars. For Eric Bacharach, I'm Gentry Estes, and we'll see you next time. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.